welcome back. Welcome to our little teasy wheezy show. Hope you didn't miss us too much. I couldn't think of any puns. I couldn't. You can't just lead in with welcome, welcome and then not have any yeah. other sex puns ready to go. But this is me. Um, um, maybe we. Um, yeah, I don't. Um, maybe we just ejaculate and evacuate out of this one. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Um, <laughs> what is up, guys? Um, standard YouTube intro here. Um, it's yeah. been a week. It's been a wild week for us. We've been busy. Yeah. Um, so sorry about the delay, but hey, we're here now and we're ready to, we're ready to talk. We're ready to just have a conversation. We have some damn opinions. We do. On stuff. Uh, most importantly... We've, we've seen some stuff, probably, you yeah. know? I, yeah. I saw the fall of the Berlin Wall since the last time we talked. I saw, uh, yeah. um, you know, my uh, my mom at we least one time. At least one. I did. I saw my mom and dad one time as well. Yeah. I, 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 I ch- well, I'm older now. Yeah. You yeah. Turn, you recently turned uh, uh, around the... 67. Yeah. It's been a... Um, I can't think of the 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 sentence, so I'm just gonna stop. But yeah, you did a thing. You turned I a did. number. I turned I turned some, one of those. I I can't even remember anymore. The clock struck struck twelve for you, Isaac. I I think it's about time that we get some older hosts on this show, Casey. So if you could just excuse yourself. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I I only talk to people my age. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't think you've ever been my age, right? Like uh, we've we've never been the same. What age. did you just turn twenty three? Yeah, yeah. No, we were then we were I was we were twenty two together for a few months. Really? Yeah, because I turned twenty two in May. That's so special. Mm. There we go. Wow. Casey and I were were the same age okay. for a little while. Yeah, just for a little while though. Not nothing too long. Who who are you at the same age as? Michael Jackson. I know Sean Mendez and I are born on the exact same day, and that's. It's a tough one. Really? <laughs> yeah, because then it means that he's had the same amount of time to get successful as me, and he's been doing much better at it. <laughs> and then don't even get me started on the fucking Stranger Things, kids. <clears throat> oh, my God. Did you see that they're teasing? Uh, that's a good segue, actually, into some film stuff. But mm. Did you see that they're uh, teasing season four? I'm pretty hyped. I, I don't think hyped. we've ever talked about Stranger Things on the show, but it's yeah. great. Yeah, I love Stranger Things. I think uh, I think season two was pretty shit, but other than that... like Really? I thought season three was the worst one. I thought one and two were fairly good. I think... Okay, here's my deal with mm-hmm. Stranger Things. Season one is, like, way above the other two seasons. Like, I yeah. think that's the best one, and it could have been a one and done, and oh, the yeah. show might have even been better for it. Yeah. I think that season two w- had too much like bullshit like setup or whatever, mm. and the only good thing about it was Sean Astin. I like yeah, him yeah. coming into it. I mean, and there were some other interesting ideas, but there's that terrible episode where like Eleven goes off on her own and like meets yeah. those other sidekicks. That just didn't work. It didn't feel like it was the same show. And they abandoned that pretty quickly. Yeah. They were like, okay, we're not doing that again. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> season three I enjoyed because it felt like they did things again. Like mm-hmm. big events happened and there was like a mystery element that was absent right. in season two. I do like all of the characters that they've oh, introduced. Sure. Like the... Uh, oh, Sadie Sink's character. What's her name? Max. Max is yeah, great. Yeah, Max is um, great. Yeah. A- everyone else. That is the, oh, the guy, Steve, the, the lifeguard, yes, the brother. He's yes. great, too. He's amazing. Yeah. I, I love, I, I mean, I love the cast. Like, oh, yeah. oh, what a, one of the best casts on TV. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I think I love the mall setting of season three too. You know, the, the yeah, whole, it's, it's very it's very fun. It's um, so fun. Yeah. I think I think it's much more fun than season two, which is like, oh, we're gonna do season one again, except the big old spider is in there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I I actually have these really cool. It's um. So it's the full seasons one and two on DVD, but it's in a cassette tape oh. form, and it looks like an old like '80s movie that you'd find on uh, VHS, and it's really really cool. And they did it for seasons one and two. I'm not sure if they did it for three, but I'm gonna try and find three because I, when they finish the series, I want them all in that form. I feel like the Duffer cool. Brothers would want to oh, yeah. like com- do like completionist, you know? Yeah, yeah like well, have all of them. Do you think four is gonna be the last season? I I kind of hope it's like soon. Hope, yeah. yeah, like they need to they need to bring these things to a close. Right. I, I just I feel like the kids are already like maybe too grown yeah, to do anymore well, anyway. Like they're nineteen now. Yeah, it just I mean I feel like if they end it on season four, um, it'll be good. Like they can wrap everything. I feel like they're at a point where they can wrap everything up in a season, do and you, it and it not be um, annoying to find out there's a season five and then the show just drags after that. So. Do you wanna do you wanna know something? What do you what well, yeah. Apparently sure. David Harbour's an asshole. Really? Yeah. I, I, I was reading a Twitter thread the other day and she was like, uh, there's this guy who comes into work a lot who uh, you would think is nice, but he's an asshole and his name rhymes with Bopper from Branger Bings. <laughs> no! <laughs> it's like I'm so heartbroken over it, but apparently he yells at waitresses and whatnot and is it very uh, humble about being a celebrity but then i also read that he he admits that he like has a hard time in public because he struggles with like bipolar disorder so i'm like oh i don't oh, know okay i don't know like i feel yeah. for you I, but i was so heartbroken because right. he seems like he's he just like, like a wholesome very man. personable yeah. all the time but i am thinking these days celebrities do a lot of um you know not not like in a manipulative way, but celebrities have to be like very presentable all the time because yeah. they don't get to have the flaws we have, which is weird because so many of them right now are very open about the fact that they're not showering. Have you have you been seeing that? Uh, I saw something about it. What what's going on there? I just an insane amount of celebrities are talking about the fact that they don't shower. Like Jake Gyllenhaal was one of the first big ones. He's what, like, Jake, I go why? like months without bathing. Uh, you just need perfume, really, to or like cologne to like mask the smell, but your body cleans itself. And then Terry Crews was like, yeah, I don't shower unless I'm sweating. If you don't sweat, you don't need to get wet. And I'm like, no, no, what? And like other like couples have admitted to it. I don't remember, but like the list has gotten so big that I cannot remember every celebrity <laughs> who has admitted to not bathing. Bro, that's so fucked. Like... Why why is it like every day I figure out that like so you know that <laughs> there's like the right wing conspiracy theory that yeah. all the, the all the Hollywood people are like elite like Yeah, they're some cabal. Okay. I'm starting to that's starting to make more sense as we we get all these celebrities that are like doing this like yeah, we're not showering. Like what the hell is that? Okay, in response to that, I did see a theory today that was like, you know, with the global warming crisis getting to what it is and our water usage being so high maybe these celebrities know that there's going to be a shortage soon and this is how they convince the poor that they don't even need that water to bathe anyway (laughs) (laughs) and it kind of sounds like 
if you were to be at a cabal (laughs) and the water were about to get real low and you didn't want the poor people to kill you, maybe you'd tell them not to shower. (laughs) Hell, that's ridiculous. <laughs> or, or the other, the other uh, alternative option is is, or the alternative answer is that they're all just really into pseudoscience, kind of like Gwyneth Paltrow, and so they're just discovering really weird things that make no fucking sense whatsoever. Oh, and one of those things is not showering. So they're like, yeah, if you don't shower, it'll align your chakras, man. You'll <laughs> be. Yeah, Gwyneth, Gwyneth couldn't be topped with goop so they were like well we got to find something that's going to make goop look like you know, <laughs> some, some practical shit <laughs> that's so ridiculous which i hear gwyneth paltrow is is like a nice person you know yeah i have heard like she's like kind of outside the mm-hmm. industry a little bit and like you know the goop stuff really is like her passion yeah i mean it, it it's also definitely like trying to like sell shit to people like right. i don't don't get me wrong, but I do think that maybe it's shit that she might believe a little yeah, bit. Like, yeah. I don't know. But I do think there's a predatory element still right. where she's seeking out, like, women yeah. especially and trying to get them to, to buy those products. Capitalizing off of this, but... I'm just I'm just not very witchy or, like, yeah, you know, I'm not... I don't... I don't see myself as wiccan in any way so i'm not trying to knock that belief set i'm just saying like That's some sure. like gwyneth paltrow is definitely like praying yeah i mean yeah on that like category that right. demographic yeah shit wow For celebrities sure. are fucking nuts they're though. weird <laughs> they're really weird and i i wonder if like if um okay so like the weird thing about celebrities is like you know most of them the majority of them are like assholes and it's like, is it the ego problem or do we just have a really bad like epidemic of like assholes becoming famous and they've always been assholes or is it, does something about being in the industry change you? I think, I think that fame is, uh, is like a poison, you know, mm-hmm. like the, the way that like someone like Princess Diana was treated just for being famous, you know, like where you never have a moment to yourself. Um, Britney Spears, I mean, having yeah. her breakdown, like I think it's just a lot to take in. Like, I don't ever want to be famous. Right. You know, like, I, I, I obviously want to be known. Like, I like to to have people who know me and yeah. are like, hey, Isaac, how are you doing? But to imagine everybody in the street, like, all the time, recognizing like, you recognizing you. Like, I think that's the thing, is that celebrities are not as pleased to meet you as you are to meet them. Right. Because there were 10 other guys before you walked up to the celebrity who interrupted their dinner mm. and were like, can I get a picture? Yeah. Like, here's the deal. If I ever see a celebrity, I'm not going to fucking approach them. Yeah. I might, I don't know, like if it's someone I really like, I might try and like covertly like take like a selfie and they're in the in background. background. Yeah, But definitely. like, I don't think that I would ever ask them yeah. for a picture. And I don't know what I have that's worth saying to right, them. Yeah. Like, unless I've done something with them. Like if I worked on a movie with yeah. like Fred Armisen and we've been working in the movie together, I might, you know, walk up to him on a break and be like, hey Fred, you know, <laughs> big fan. But otherwise, what's the fucking point? Like yeah, they're just living yeah. their lives. I think the, I'm the only people that I would ever approach that are like, famous like i would definitely approach martin scorsese i feel mm. like he might be nice enough to just be like uh, can I, i'm i'm a filmmaker can i please take a picture with you you're my hero and he might do that so yeah uh, and then the other was i would definitely approach super mega if i saw them on the street uh because mm. they've said that they want 
fans to interact with them. So I'm like, okay, I'm definitely going to pull some shit on them if I ever see them. But that's about it. I'm not walking up to Johnny Depp in public and be like, Mr. Depp, sir, can I get a picture? There, I feel like YouTubers and like actors are, are very different from how they deal that's with fame. True. Like, like Jake Paul is, is, you know, a good example because he's like actively inviting people to his house. He's like, oh, here's yeah. my address, like come over, come through. Um, and like, yeah, I think that YouTubers like do what they do a lot of them anyway because they live off of that kind of attention like of being recognized and like there are a lot of people who get upset when they're not yeah. recognized twitch streamers I've, I've noticed like call of duty gamers there's a lot of videos of like <laughs> dudes walking into game stops and being like it's me mega sticks goaded 69 yeah <laughs> i just thought i'd come through and bless up and they're like who are you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <they're> like, uh... <laughs> it's like embarrassing yeah yeah <laughs> that's funny you know what else is funny movies yeah they, some of them some of them <laughs> did you did you see any uh, <laughs> that were funny yeah i saw a lot in the past two weeks but really the only ones worth mentioning um uh, wait, are there any, did I even watch anything? I don't know. Do you want me to go to your letterbox and tell um, you? <laughs> I'll hit up my letterbox. What did, what, what did you watch first? We'll just go. Ahead. Oh, okay. So let me, let me get to my uh, profile real quick. I, I watched several things actually. I watched, um, I watched first off the Aladdin um, remake. Oh, yeah, I saw you watched that. What did I, you? Well, I, you know, I, I assumed that this would maybe be one of the worst movies ever. Um, yeah. I hate all of the Disney remakes. Yeah. The Lion King one, especially, is oh, like yeah. the, the most abysmal piece yes, of shit I've ever seen. Yeah. I, I, well, it's just lazy, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so I didn't expect anything. My brother had it on, uh, and, you know, I wasn't even trying to watch it. And then I got kind of sucked in. And I think that a lot of that is just the original story yeah, from Aladdin is sure. very good. Mm -hmm. And it's it's hard to look away. But, like, I did find myself legitimately liking a lot of the changes they made to the remake. I think the character of Jasmine especially gets a really good, like, do-over in this movie where they give her a lot of agency in the mm -hmm. story that After, she didn't originally yeah. have. I, I think in a lot of scenes, it's pretty cringe, and they're, like, trying way too hard to be, like, girl boss. Mm. Um, it's not anywhere nearly as clumsy as the, the Lion King shit with, like, the leader of the hyenas, you know, being all, like, women lead the hyenas, you know? Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. They, they There's something about the way that Disney does, like, like liberal politics that screams it's, virtue signaling, you know? Yeah, for sure. And especially the way that they're treating, like, their actresses that are in their movies, you know, the fact that, like, they fucked Scarlett Johansson over with Black Widow. It's, like, it's very clearly empty and vapid. And I, I've never taken, you know, Disney's, like, woke politics seriously. But I do think mm -hmm. Aladdin is a movie that maybe needed a, a, a reimagining of sorts because, you know, it's a, it's about Middle Easterners. And yeah. yet the original cast is, is mostly white people. Mm -hmm. uh, and so what I loved about this is that you know, the cast is great. They're all people of color, and they're fucking killing it. And, I mean, mm -hmm. Will Smith, even, did a pretty great job as the genie, mm -hmm. I thought. I don't think the writing is as good. He clearly didn't improvise like Robin Williams did, but mm -hmm. he does a pretty great job. And, and I think that the main thing, though, is Guy Ritchie has absolutely no, like, flavor in this movie. And his, his directing is actually, like, shitty. 
mm. like in this movie. There, there's a lot of choices that are just bad. The CGI yeah. especially looks pretty bad to me. I mean, there's numbers, musical numbers that look good, but like pretty much all the stuff with the genie looks pretty fake. And then there's this like added chase scene with Iago that just looks fucking awful. Like it really does not. I don't know. And I just don't like the way that. Um, you know they do animals in these live action remakes like mm-hmm. that's that was my problem with lion king is it's like uh, 2 hours of looking at animals, animals with no expressions yeah. and that's the thing that you lose when you take these animated movies and you put them into the big screen is like you can't have fucking expressions for these animals yeah, yeah. anymore and so it just looks goofy like abu mm-hmm. looks fucking silly in mm-hmm. this movie like there's shots of a real monkey sometimes and then there's shots of cgi and let me tell you you can fucking tell when, when it's a witch, you know? <laughs> yeah, I never liked I never liked the live-action animal aspect of, like, Disney's movies. No. You know, it, it's not... Uh, the charm's not there of, of animals being animated, so it's, it's mainly why half these things fail, I think, honestly. So... I... It's not that bad, though. That okay. I guess that's, that's all I have to say on it. It's gotcha. just like, eh. Of the remakes I've seen, right. I, I especially think, like, wow, good yeah. job not being the worst, I guess. Right. Cool. Well, um, I watched, um, briefly, I'll talk about these two before I get into the other one, but um, Silver Linings Playbook. Oh, I've watched, still never seen that. It's so freaking good, bro. It um, Please, watch it. It's really, really well done. It's like, For some reason, it's like, it's not, it's such a, like, a low... Um, like low concept story. Um, you're kind of just vibing with characters, really. But somehow they make it so interesting to be with the characters. Mm-hmm. And Jennifer Lawrence and Bradley Cooper do amazing jobs. Uh, in yeah, the film. she won an Oscar for that one, right? I think yeah. she did. Yeah, it, it, it's an amazing movie. Yeah, I really liked it. Uh, then I watched John Favreau's uh, Chef. Oh, I like Chef a I, lot. I like Chef. It's it's a very like comfort movie, you know. It's just a, a happy feeling movie, and it you could tell he just had some downtime, you know, after Iron Man two or whatnot. <laughs> he needs to go back to making like smaller movies. Like yeah. I feel like John Favreau with a big budget has just always gone wrong. Like Lion King is like the epitome of like John Favreau making soulless like shit, mm-hmm. you know. I. But, like, Chef was so good because it, it's just, like, a fun little character piece. Yeah. And, and you can tell he loves making it. And then mm-hmm. he made a Netflix show to be a companion piece with the movie. And it's, like, fucking incredible. Like, yeah. he, it, it's so fun and lighthearted. Yeah. I, I, I love Chef, man. I agree, yeah. Chef, chef was fun. Um, oh, and... Speaking of, like, food movies, by the way, oh. I, I, I figure I should get this in right now. Okay. Have you heard of Tampopo? I have not. Okay, it's one of those, like very beloved like criterion collection movies like okay. if you go to criterion channel it'll be like all-time favorites mm-hmm. um and it's so good it's a, it's a japanese uh ramen western essentially okay. like yeah so it's it's very silly but it's it's like a, it's basically like a tribute to like food in general like there's little vignettes in it uh in addition to the main storyline that just are about like food like there's like a subplot about a gangster who uses food like sexually like in his like sexual activities that's mm-hmm. really graphic and i didn't expect it <laughs> and then there's like another one where like an old lady is just walking around like the supermarket and like squishing random like bits of food and like the store owner's like trying to stop her and she keeps running around and like 
ruining food, like taking cheese out of the bags and like squeezing it. It's so fucking weird and funny. But that's the whole charm of the movie, mm-hmm. though, is it's got this like funny obsession with food, even. And, and mm-hmm. that's where the main storyline comes in. It's basically these two truck drivers who stop to help, who stop in this town and, and discover this ramen shop and this woman struggling to take in uh, customers and, and impress people with a ramen. So they essentially help her make the best ramen shop in that area. That's and cool. it, it feels very much like a Clint Eastwood, like Western, like mm-hmm. like uh, High Plains Drifter, you know, where the townsfolk need help. And then yeah, yeah. The, the random stranger stops by, helps them and, and gets on their way. It follows that structure, gotcha. too. And it's, it's pretty incredible. And it's also just really fucking funny. Like, yeah. a lot of the times, you know, Japanese humor doesn't really translate when uh when brought to an english audience but i think in this movie's case like some things are just universal and it's really good like awesome i don't know i was very well check it out is it on the criterion uh, it's on criterion channel it's also on hbo max which has like most movies that are on criterion channel yeah it has a they have a good turner classic movie selection yeah so like it's really just like stalker and um high and low that are aren't that aren't on HBO Max. Like I was <laughs> right. looking for movies that yeah. aren't on Criterion because I was trying to justify why would I pay for Criterion Channel if I have HBO Max, and gotcha. I couldn't justify it, dude. Really? Nope. So I just watched Criterion movies on HBO gotcha. Max. I watched Stalker. Yeah, I started High and Low. I didn't get to finish it, but I'm like, I'll watch it later. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, well, speaking of uh, art films. Um, last film I watched, uh, before we get into the big one, obviously, uh, um, yeah. is, uh, I watched Good Time. Good Time? Oh, I like Good Time I, a lot. I liked it. I did. Um, Do you like it more than Uncut Gems? Because oh, I know you don't fuck with no, Uncut Gems. No, I don't fuck with Uncut Gems at all, but Good Time is considerably better. Like, I really, really fucking love Good Time, yeah. Uh, Robert Pattinson is really the main thing to love about it. You know, he's, just, that whole performance he gives in that movie is absolutely incredible. Um, really the only thing that I have to say that I didn't, that really turned me off from the movie is the ending's very subtle, or I mean subtle, it's very, um, it just happens. Oh yeah, it's sudden. It's sudden, yeah. Um, and I'm like, hold the fuck? Um, but once I think about it, I kind of get what they were going for. Um, again though, the soundtrack kills me. Same thing yeah. with Uncut Gems. It starts, you know, it starts, and I'm like, okay, this is cool, but the more it goes on, just the more... Oh, you mean it kills you in a bad way. Oh, it, shit. Yeah. Like, the Uncut Gems soundtrack, when it first started, I was listening, I'm like, holy shit, the soundtrack is awesome. But the further the movie goes, the more it just annoys the shit out of me. And the same thing happened with Good Time. It just annoyed the shit out of me by the end. Um, I love both those soundtracks. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, at least I liked Good Time. I was afraid I wasn't going to like it. But I was like, I'm going to watch this because so many people tell me that it's like their favorite movie. And uh, it's definitely really good. So I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see what they do next. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking that Uncut Gems maybe was just a fluke for me. So um, I for, for me, I, I feel like Good Time is a good blueprint. And then they really ramped it up with Uncut Gems. Like, mm-hmm. I... I think the only thing is like I feel like the the, the length of Good Time is is a more appropriate length mm-hmm. than maybe Uncut Gems is, but I still love Uncut Gems so mm-hmm. much. That's like a five out of five for me, and really, and Good Time's like a four out of five. Like I love gotcha. that. I love. I think that I gave it. Movie. I didn't give it three and a half. That's uh, fair. Out of five, That's fair. So yeah, I, I liked it. It was a good time. Hey. I had a good time. <laughs> um, I I. I <coughs> 
I, I, I've rewatched something recently too before we get into the mm-hmm. big one. Uh, have you seen Boogie Nights yet? No, it's no. it's next on my PTA watch list though. Okay, it's the next one I'm gonna watch from him. I I hadn't seen it in a while, and I've just got to say, if I ever make something half as good as Boogie Nights when I'm 26, <laughs> I I mean I've made it. I'm fucking right? there, dude. Like. But he was 26 when he made Boogie he Nights? He was 26. Holy fuck. And he wasn't even 26 the first time he made Boogie Nights. He made a short film with the same storyline at age 17, which I haven't seen, but if it's mm. got the same basic story structure as Boogie Nights the movie, holy shit. Like, yeah. What an imaginative and, like, you know, very um, uh, aware and, and, and intelligent 17-year-old. And especially at age 26, like... I don't know if it's just like that youthful ambition, but he does so much with like the camera, especially. Mm. That's oh yeah, just I've seen like the opening crazy. sequence. It's amazing, incredible. Yeah, incredible, and I mean the cast too is mm-hmm. like it's all fucking amazing. I I think Burt Reynolds is like especially a standout, which is weird because he hates it. He hates Boogie Nights a really? lot, and he Burt hated. Mm-hmm. Oh, he did. He did, yeah, he yeah did. dead. R.I.P. But yeah, he he distanced himself from the movie right before award season like he watched a rough cut and he's like i fucking hate this movie he fired his casting agent that um encouraged him to get into the role and he and he vowed to never work with paul thomas anderson again and paul thomas anderson was like do you want to be a magnolia and he's like fuck you <laughs> you know what the hell yeah he 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 thinks it's abhorrent and he also thought that paul thomas anderson was like full of himself which it, it sounds like Paul Thomas Anderson kind of thinks that about himself in that time. Like, he says that Magnolia is way too long. I've never yeah, seen Magnolia. I haven't either. Uh, yeah. I've I, heard it's good. It's next on my yeah. PTA list. I, th- um, I think, though, Paul Thomas Anderson, you know, he might have been a little full of himself, but if you look at his filmography, I'm like, okay, though. He's on top of the world. <laughs> he's on top of the fucking world. Like, There Will Be Blood is a modern masterpiece. Well, like, that's the thing. If you haven't watched Boogie Nights, it's a very different vibe. Like, I, I think that I like There Will Be Blood a lot more because mm-hmm. it feels like a, a much more mature filmmaker who takes his time with his pacing. And that's something that made me actually appreciate The Master more mm-hmm. was going back and watching Boogie Nights. I don't know. Like, it's it's very well reported that PTA was like, a, a cokehead, like oh, yeah, for, yeah, for like yeah. his early days, and the pacing in Boogie Nights and like a lot of the ideas and the camera work, it just does seem like gloating. You know, it does oh, seem yeah, like yeah. I'm young, I'm on drugs. Here's what the fuck I'm thinking of right, right. now. And meanwhile, movies like The Master and There Will Be Blood, you know, they take their time with their it's shots. Like shit lingers. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, for sure. There's not a lot of lingering in Boogie Nights, no. really. But there's a lot of fucking tense mm-hmm. shit. There's there's a really great scene in Boogie Nights when you do watch it. With all, all I'll say is there's some fireworks involved and it's fucking incredible. Like, okay, I love um, it. I can't wait then. Um, yeah. Well, we uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen. The moment you've been waiting for. We we're, both uh, we both saw a movie. Both we're gonna it. fight again. We're gonna fight again. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm I'm sniffling and coughing a little bit. I am not sick though. Oh good. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh we watched the uh, the Suicide Squad. We did. We watched the Suicide the Sewer Slide Squad. Well, before we get into the, the Suicide Squad, do you, do you want to tell everyone what you think about the original Suicide Squad? Oh yeah, the original is really bad. 
Oh, that's first. like my least favorite superhero movie. Yeah, maybe. I think it's probably not my least favorite, but let me tell you, I'm never gonna sit down and watch it again because no. it's it's a pain to get through. It's a fucking slog. It's a slog. It's a bore fest. It's so weird and so too edgy. My God, way too fucking edgy. Um, and it's not it's not anything that I would like to put myself through again. To be honest with you, like, um. Yeah, I watched it the first time when it first came out. I thought, that oh, was kind of weird. I'm going to watch it again. And I watched it again, and then it was just a fucking pain, pain to finish. Like, And I just never want to watch it again. It it definitely like has the worst use of like licensed songs of any movie ever. Way too dark. Like, And I don't mean like tone-wise. Like, no, literally, literally can't see fucking shit in yeah. that movie. And I think like most egregiously... the fucking sky beam shit like what the fuck is up with that did you watch did you watch the yes uh, the, the 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 fucking uh the pitch, pitch meeting? meeting yes yeah well i i did watch that for the new one but i i was just thinking <laughs> so though like we usually do a sky beam in that in that time they had sky beams you yeah. know fan four stick had a sky beam oh my god this yeah. had a sky beam even it's the like, avengers had a sky beam i fucking hate sky beams i don't understand sky beams and i don't know why they keep I don't know why they kept happening there for a minute. Also, a thing for a while, like in the original Avengers and Transformers, Dark Dark Side of the Moon. Dark of the Moon, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's the the worm aliens yeah. that fly around. Like, why was that such a popular hot ticket item? Know. And that didn't really fly around, though. It it was the... What's that Decepticon's name? Is it uh, Sidewinder or something? He, like, he tunnels in, but he will, he's, like, so giant that he looks like he can fly. And he no, I'm talking about the actual giant flying worms in Transformers Dark of the Moon. Do you not remember them? Oh, my God. There's a great side-by-side -side comparison. Dark of the Moon. Avengers. Are you sure it was Dark of the Moon? I can't... I, I knew there totally was ships, is. but I didn't know they were flying, like, slugs. Let me see. Please me... show me. For uh, YouTube, they're... I'll throw this up on YouTube. Spotify listeners, you're shit out of luck. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we, we, th maybe our first movie with visuals. This is from Avengers, yeah? Right, this is, right. This is the worm there. Mm -hmm. This is from Dark of the Moon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was it a worm, though? Or I thought it was just I a mean, they, they look like the, Leviathans. The design is just, Yeah, they look like Leviathans. Yeah, the Whatever, design yeah. Is, is very similar. Oh, there and there we go. This is a good side-by-side -side comparison. I don't know which is from which. Okay, so I think this, this is from Dark of the Moon. Okay, and that... that that's, that's from, from Avengers, Avengers. And that's also from That's Avengers, Avengers, Dark of the Moon, Avengers. And yeah. they look the exact fucking that's same. That's true. I, yeah. <laughs> it's fucking weird. <laughs> anyway, Dan, I, hopefully the YouTube audience enjoyed it. And look this up if you, if you want to, yeah. um, Spotify listeners. But... Yeah, I don't, I don't know why movies, like, fixate it. And now, okay, here's my biggest trope, and we can get into this with our, our review, our spoiler, our slight spoiler review. I think we'll get into spoilers yeah, probably will, with the yeah, new movie. Um, I hate the trope of, like, it's, it, no, this applies to original Suicide Squad. I hate the trope of, like, the army that is being controlled by, like, a head mm -hmm. guy, and you gotta kill the head guy, and then the army, like, dies. Like, that's so cheap. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know, like, it, it's just, the it's used lines, way too many yeah. times. The hive mind shit is, is so overused. Um, it, it's like, it was bad in Phantom Menace and it's not been well utilized since. I think m most frustratingly, 
it got fucking inserted into Game of Thrones. I was like, really? Oh, that's God. what we're doing. Yeah, we used to have like good ideas, and Ooh. now this is our shit. Um, anyway, man, I don't know. Yeah. Suicide Squad sucks. The original. So I'm I'm pleased to say, spoiler free, that I thought that this new um, reboot slash sequel was mm-hmm. uh, really incredible. Like the what they did with this IP. Uh, James Gunn has really like hit um, hit a special spot in in superhero filmmaking, I think. And this is this feels fresh. This feels good. Um, I think that it uses our knowledge of the first film to like mm-hmm. you speed up the process that we don't waste time on exposition. Yeah. That's something I really appreciate about the new one is that it hits the ground running and it doesn't waste our fucking time. Um, and then it subverts <laughs> expectations in a fun way. I think like I th- I like when it feels like there's real stakes. Like one of the things about this movie that people hyped up is it was like, oh, people could die at any moment in this movie. And having watched it, I did feel that way watching it. I was mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, I I wonder who's vulnerable and who's not. After a while, like I I figured who's not vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll we'll talk maybe in spoilers about that. But um, I really enjoyed. The Suicide Squad, and I think it's one of the better superhero movies I've seen in a while. Gotcha. Um, had a lot of fun with it. But what'd you think? Um, Spoiler free. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really. I didn't like it that much at all. I thought it was really just a um, thinly veiled rehash of the first Suicide Squad. Oh. I thought all the characters were pretty much the same as the first Suicide Squad, but just they're offshoots of the offshoots you know they're kind of like d characters whereas suicide squad was like the b characters which you know everybody knows deadshot or at least if you know anything about dc comics you know harley quinn you know deadshot you know killer croc and you might know katana and you might know uh captain boomerang and stuff yeah rick flag Um, maybe rick flag maybe um but then these you know the i don't think i knew i knew polka dot man well and that's intentional like he definitely pulled from the, the the D-list people. Like right, Harley right. Quinn is the most famous in of this course. movie. I think the I think though that the since uh, they're you know they're offshoots of offshoots, but they're just the same characters as the first ones uh, that were in the 2016 Suicide Squad. Yeah, they had different names, different powers sometimes, but really nothing different. Like I think the um, with nut spoilers, the first team. Uh, at the beginning of the movie was a much better I was more interested in that oh. uh, but you know um, and then the uh, the editing was super weird how he decided to start it uh, I guess it was, it was kind of cool but just the editing throughout the whole thing really threw me off um, the um, the uh, the uh, I think James Gunn like while I really like James Gunn and I think he's good at directing superhero stuff think he really thinks the audience is fucking stupid in this movie with his dumbass title cards that he has oh, about where I we like are. I like the title cards. I'm so I hated the title cards. I'm like, okay, mm. James, thank you. I'm not a fucking idiot. I know we're in the present. I know we're in the past. I know where we are right now. Like you don't have to like you don't have to keep saying that. It's so obvious. You don't need that. In this uh, movie. I feel like he did it way better than original Suicide Squad. It's just blatant like hitting you over the head with like flashbacks on the most like base like um the most base like backstories and then the worst scene in the original suicide squad is that part in the helicopter this is katana 
She sucks the souls out of people with her sword. You don't want to mess with her. You don't want to mess with this guy. Don't want to mess with this guy. This is Killer Croc. He looks like shit in this movie, but we're going to pretend like he looks something like the comics. Also, we could get, like, one military guy with scuba gear to do his one job better in the movie. Like, we should, um... We should get into spoilers, I think. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, go ahead. We're going we're gonna to get into spoilers for The Suicide Squad. Um, stay tuned in this episode, though, because we are going to talk about uh, piracy. Yes. Um, so please, uh, skip to this timestamp if you want to hear about that and not about Suicide Squad spoilers. Anyway, you have been warned. 53 minutes and 6 seconds. And 3, 2, 1. Let's talk. Um, so... Yeah, I think that one of the things I like the most about this movie is it starts off with a pretty brutal uh, annihilation of yeah. like the characters that you have just been introduced to over the course of the first like 15 mm. minutes. And I don't think that it's a waste of time, though, in the plot. Like, I do think that it establishes some important things, you well, know? That anybody can die. And... You know, that anybody can die. That, you know, we still have, like, Amanda Waller carrying mm-hmm. over from the first movie. Rick Flagg is still around. Captain Boomerang, Harley Quinn. Like, the the members from the first movie that matter and are going to be in this movie mm-hmm. are here. What I think that sequence does very effectively is, yeah, like, bring up the point that, like, these are not, like, super qualified, like, villains, yeah. you know, they... and. It brings a lot more meaning to the name Suicide Squad to see this very expendable team get wasted. Like, in the original Suicide Squad, there's, like, that one moment where the guy with, like, cables who gets no backstory is like, I'm going to cable on out of here. (laughs) And then he's, like, dead. Wait, Captain Boomerang's like, you should... You should get. You, you should, should yes. take your cables on out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, "All right, I'm gonna cable. I'm gonna cable right out." Okay. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then he dies. Stupid. It's terrible. I liked this. Like, I don't know. Pete Davidson getting his face fucking destroyed was incredible. And and Michael Rooker, like, what a what a bait and switch. I mean, he is such a big actor. I and like to 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 like use him up i mean i wish he was in more of the movie of course yeah. but like i don't know it made me go like holy shit i didn't think all of those people were gonna die and so yeah. it, it lent to general and i mean to genuine surprise whenever mm-hmm. idris elba and all of them come out of the yeah. water on that beach I'm like, it, oh damn it really kind of pissed me off to be honest with you because i understand what he was doing by just killing off a bunch of people and be like hey anybody can die in this movie i'm like okay that's cool But he killed off probably the more interesting characters that I was waiting to see. And I'm really confused as to why he started the movie with such a dramatic, you know, minute, minute and a half long introduction of Michael Rooker's character, which I thought was going to be interesting to see his powers. We've thrown the ball and shit. I was like, okay, that's cool. And then they all get on the beach. and, And I don't like Pete Davidson that much, but I was interested to see him, you know, in this movie. Same thing with the weasel. Same thing with, you know, fucking Nathan uh, Fillion's character. Like, that was just interesting, you know, D-list character villains in that first thing that I was like, this is interesting. And then when they all died, and then we get Guardians of the Galaxy 3.0 light, I was like, man, Mm. fuck this. Because King Shark is just Groot. Slash Killer Croc. Fucking Bloodsport is just Deadshot. I mean, hell, his 
his whole backstory with his daughter is the same fucking well, yeah. thing. Yeah, Idris well. Elba was brought in to just replace Will Smith to play it's Deadshot, just, and yeah. then they decided to make it Bloodsport so that Will Smith could come back later. I don't mind it too much, though, because I like Idris Elba. And I think that the audience understands pretty quickly, like, oh, this character fulfills the same role, kind of a leader role, Mm -hmm. uh, has the same power. And then they joke on that further by bringing in John Cena, whose power is the same as fucking Bloodsports, who's the same as Deadshots, which I think that's, you know, self-aware and used humorously in the movie. And I like their little rivalry throughout, like, you know, the the tiny bullets thing (laughs) is funny, like, that John Cena's like... Well, I use smaller bullets. That's that's what <laughs> makes us different. Like, this movie, I think, works because by the end of it, it makes its thesis statement pretty clear, which is that the American government, and especially, like, the CIA, has fucked with a lot of shit over the years, mm-hmm. and it's always been inept. It's always been shit like this. Like, the opening sequence to me is akin to, like, the Bay of Pigs, you know? Mm, like, yeah. it's supposed to represent... Like, no one even looked up if the weasel could swim or not, you know? And that's a lot of the situations our American government has gotten itself into. Like, I remember reading this year uh, a book about Pat Pat Tillman, who is um, a soldier who was killed in friendly fire in Afghanistan. But, like, one of the things that they told U.S. soldiers before they went to Iraq and Afghanistan is that they were going to be welcomed as liberators, you know? Mm -hmm. Pretty much don't even have your... Don't even be ready to fight because, like, when you go into these villages people are going to be happy to see american soldiers they're going to be thrilled and like soldiers were like therefore genuinely confused when they got to (laughs) these countries and people were shooting at them like a a lot of soldiers got captured simply because they drove into town with no preparations Mm. no weapons ready they really thought they were strolling in as liberators and that's something the american government has done throughout history and so i think that if you doubt the the importance and the the mm-hmm. significance of the opening sequence by the beginning of the movie, I think that James Gunn does a good job justifying it by the end. And I think that the selection of characters that he has aren't as fun as that opening team. Like I would have yeah. loved to see especially Nathan Fillion's like detachable right. limbs character yeah. get to live and do some fun shit. Like I think that's funnier than like Polka Dot Man, you know? Yeah. Well actually I thought Polka Dot Man was probably the most interesting character out of the whole team. Well I liked I liked him and I liked Ratcatcher a whole lot. I, I will say Bloodsport is very derivative of Deadshot. I don't I don't think that he had the most interesting character in this movie, but I think he fulfilled his role like pretty okay in the context yeah. of the movie. And I think that his like whole pseudo daughter relationship with Ratcatcher's bullshit and totally rushed. Like I, I do think that's um yeah. a, a real flaw. I am getting tired of, you know, CGI animal characters that we're just supposed to like love because they're like simple minded or whatever. Like yes, I do so think annoying. that King Shark is fun though. And I do think that he gets to do more than Groot. You know, yeah, I think I like him more than Groot more. because it's James Gunn. James Gunn unhinged, you know, like mm-hmm. at least there's like gore there. There's like stakes. I, well, I don't know. That's the thing is I felt disappointed by one, one key aspect. It's like the characters seem like anyone ex- is expendable at first, but then like 30 minutes into the movie, you know, Idris Elba is probably going to live to the end. You know, John Cena is probably sticking yeah. around. You know, Harley Quinn is definitely not going fucking anywhere. Yeah. Like, 
you know who's going to probably live. Like, there's only a few variables left. Like, is Rick Flagg going to live? Like, clearly Captain Boomerang wasn't, like, important yeah. enough to get, like, a real death. So it was surprising to see that Rick Flagg got a really effective reworking mm-hmm. in this movie. Like, I, I, I think he has his, a lot I more liked character. His character in this movie. And yeah. That's something that I really like. It's like, by the end of the movie, you know... One of the worst tropes ever is, like, characters fight each other when they disagree about something, Mm -hmm. and then, like, someone else interrupts, and they're like, stop it, guys, stop! And they stop, and nothing changes. The stakes don't matter. Everything is thrown out the window. That fight's pretty much pointless. This movie has that rare moment where two characters are fighting over something. They just can't agree anymore. The team's breaking up, and and it actually you know, goes through with it. Mm-hmm. Someone dies. Rick Flagg dies. Mm-hmm. Like, John Cena fucking murders him. And then he's gonna go murder Ratcatcher. And I thought, by the point that we're in, at that part of the movie, I fucking love it. You know? Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm like, okay, you've sold me again. Like, everything in the third act is great. The starfish, the the jokes with the, with them walking up and, like, their taxi drivers, like, with them and everything. Oh, yeah. You know, Polka Dot Man... Uh, rat catchers moment like i i do think that the movie fulfills its statements on like being a satire of how you know the cia works and also a movie for the underdogs right like, i do feel like the underdogs got their chance to shine yeah. i don't i just can't like i mean i hear everything you're saying and i guess that's what i'm supposed to feel but i can't help but just feeling absolutely just empty by watching it because it feels to me too much like the 2016 Suicide Squad because pretty much everything is the same but just changed. And what I mean by that is that our characters are pretty much the same. Ratcatcher 2 is just El Diablo because El Diablo had the same emotional arc as she did. Yeah, but tell me, who, which character do you like more? I, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, pro- probably I do like Ratcatcher a little bit more, but doesn't change the fact that it's the same and I would have preferred something completely different. And then by the end of it, we have, like you were saying, like, you know, 30 minutes into the movie, figure out who's not, who's not going to die. And for me, it was like, okay. And then they kill off the only villain or the only part of the suicide squad that I found that had an interesting backstory and his powers are interesting. And he was actually funny and it was polka dot man. And James Gunn decides to kill him off and not one of these other boring-ass characters we have that I've already seen their arcs before in the 2016 Suicide Squad. And, yeah, the CIA uh, stuff with, like, I like the Bay of Pigs connection you made. Like, yeah. Um, But also, same storyline in 2016. Amanda Waller sends them in to cover up shit she's done. And it's just, like, to me, the Suicide Squad feels like a one-trip pony. And it's no matter how you spin it, it's gonna be the same. And I'm not gonna like it, really. Um, and then uh, Starro, I mean, we had, we had our soulless army at the end. They yeah. didn't even have the guts to, to make the, them question whether they should be killing these people with, uh, yeah, I they had get... that one line about the corpses underneath Yeah, it. and it's like, how, okay, first of all, it just doesn't make any sense. And, and second of all, it's, it's, if you're going to go with this R rating and you're going to have them wipe out a whole camp of the resistance fires which was pretty yeah, funny that was great um and why then why not take the take it a step further and have them grapple with that at the end fight like that would be different that would be something i would enjoy but no um and then i don't know like can we can we at least agree that um the fucking harley quinn side storyline is bullshit 
Like yeah. when she goes and that, I just found that. To well, me. it's like she has her own movie in the movie, essentially. Which, and it's, she's it's, already it's, had that, so I, I, I never it. saw that that movie. I, I, yeah, I think that Harley Quinn is definitely like a character that I, I wish I enjoyed more. Um, I do enjoy her in, in a lot of media. I do think that um, DC has really misused this character. Like I'm pretty sure Birds oh, yeah. of Prey. I would enjoy it if I saw it because I think that mm-hmm. that would be best for her like energy you know Mm -hmm. i just felt like in this movie you know i feel like she just is kind of like padding for for the runtime it's not that i don't enjoy the character of harley quinn or margot robbie's performance i think it's just like it feels like there's not really a connection between that side story and the main story and it feels that's one of those joke moments that i'm like Mm -hmm. well yeah now i feel like our time got wasted too when they set up to go like rescue her and she's like already free it's like well that's funny but from a plot standpoint i'm like why did we need any of the harley Mm -hmm. quinn stuff and i i feel sad saying that because i do think that margot robbie brings the character a lot of justice and i do think that visually there's a lot of stuff that I really enjoyed about the Harley Quinn sequence, like right. especially the flowery like action sequence where she's butchering all those guys. <laughs> it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I just yeah, I I don't know. I guess I am a stickler for feeling like my time hasn't been wasted whenever I'm watching plot elements, and I I think that is the the one thread in this movie that I I really don't feel like connects back mm-hmm. in a meaningful way, like. Aside from, like, the javelin, you know, which that's when she rejoins the main storyline. Like, mm-hmm. I think she she could have just stuck with the main crew yeah, for a yeah. lot more of the movie. Um, yeah, I think it, it brings down the yeah. pacing of the movie. Because the, the movie goes by pretty, pretty like, fast, I guess. Like, you're following on things that oh, are happening, yeah. plot point after plot point. And the Harley stuff just slows it way the hell down. And I'm like, what are we doing here? But... I um, I like this cast though. I I, the I think cast that good. Yeah. And I think that the way that they did backstories was way better than fucking original Suicide Squad. Yeah. Like they actually used like cool visual tricks. Like I like the part where Ratcatcher is talking about her childhood and it mm-hmm. goes to the window and then the window is her childhood. Yeah. I'm like, okay, very nice, very <laughs> nice right very here. Nice. Um, I don't know. I. I feel like, I guess it's just something that it's like, if you enjoy this concept, if you enjoy the concept of the Suicide Squad and you wanted to see justice done by it, and you wanted to see a more comic booky version of it, I think that mm-hmm. this movie is going to please you. And I think that if you're not into this concept, I don't think that any iteration of these characters and this concept mm-hmm. is going to win you over. And that's, that's something that I think applies to the comics of the Suicide Squad too. It's like, it is very one note. It's like, yeah. D-villains... Go do stuff for <laughs> the American government. Yeah, um, I feel like I was telling uh, telling somebody this. I, I feel like the the Suicide Squad premise would work way better as a TV show. Probably, um, I mean, because, Peacemaker TV show coming out January. Yeah, which they didn't even have the balls to kill off John Cena's character. Which I well, love but John that's Cena because like, they already have. A he acted his heart out in that movie, and I love him for that. Like, I feel like John Cena did a really good job in this mm-hmm. movie. But also, you know, when they kill him. And then they bring him back. It's like, okay, but didn't we just establish that people die in this fucking movie? Whatever. I know. Well, whatever. I, I, I'm curious to see the show before yeah. I write off him being, like, brought back for that, you know? Mm-hmm. I, um, I don't know. I enjoy it, Casey, and I, I respect your decision to not enjoy it. Like, I, I do think that you have, um, 
some valid points as to why you might not enjoy this. And I do think that something that we can take away from this movie is like, let's start putting, like, let's have the same, you know, no studio interference approach that yeah. they had for James Gunn. Uh, and let's do that for new IPs. Mm -hmm. Let's just let people make new ideas. Like, not everything has to be a superhero movie to have creative freedom, right, you know? Right, right. Let's see, like, an actual, like, CIA satire. Mm -hmm. Like, let's, yeah. let's tell some of those fucking crazy stories that are in, like, declassified files, you know? Yeah. Like, that, that sounds like a very interesting mm -hmm. movie to me. Um, oh, shit. I would be remiss if I didn't mention that the soundtrack in this movie is way better than the original movie. Like, yeah. They use songs appropriately, yeah. at the very least. Right. Like, these are people who died, died, copyright. Um, <laughs> that's a really great fucking opening song. And the, the energy that the songs bring always match the tone of the movie, which is a very basic soundtrack requirement, but it's something the original Suicide Squad did not have. Yeah. I, I feel like I say suicide way too fast, and it becomes Susu. 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 <laughs> the yeah. Sue Chef movie. The Sue <laughs> We are back. Hello. Hello. Did, was anything broken, by the uh, way? No, they just knock over some trash. The animals are knocking over the trash. The animals are angry. They, they're, they're talking about it. Yeah. So, uh, we asked on Twitter, what is your opinion on pirating slash torrenting movies, and have you ever done it before? And a lot of people responded. Casey, do you want to maybe alternate? Yeah, yeah we so, could uh, Yeah, so, um, so yeah, let's start, um, well, let's start with Sam. Uh, yeah. Sam Tyler, he said, I haven't ever done it myself, but I have visited a friend of a friend's who was torrenting the feature in their dorm room for the evening. Uh, I like to buy my movies, but I don't judge my friends who don't want to give money to a certain multi-billion dollar mouse. Yeah, um, I think pirating Disney movies, A-OK -okay -okay. in my book. That's, yeah. <laughs> I Personally, I've decided, you know, I used to torrent movies a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, I showed the Showbox app was really popular. With oh, I used Showbox yeah. before. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I would watch movies uh, there. I would always go see new movies in theaters, but if there were movies that I, that were newer sort of in the last year that I didn't want to pay for, I, I would watch. But I, I've gotten a little bit more deliberate about buying movies now. But mm. I will say I have made the decision that I'm not. I don't want to give Disney any more money. So if they have a movie out that I want to watch, I will definitely pirate that shit. It's like the moral equivalent of shoplifting from Walmart. Like, right. Hmm? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it really exactly. I don't think there's any kind of issue with that. The artists have been compensated. Exactly. I, trust me, they have been. But let me tell you, any A24, Neon, any indie films that come out into theaters, I mean, I'm paying for that I'm, shit. Yeah, I'm supporting that I'm shit. I'm paying top dollar for that. But like, nah, I'm not. Not Disney. Not Disney, nope. Um, Jacob uh, from Brown Table uh, says, I personally don't, but I don't judge anyone if they do. I prefer the... I prefer supporting the artists who help make the film, but I also hate seeing most of the hard-earned money going past the artists and into corporate hands. And I think that's kind of my um, my whole view on on, on pirating. Anyway, mm -hmm. is like, you know, I'll I'll fucking donate to like an artist like yeah. any way I can. I just, you know, with these big superhero movies, especially like I don't see any problem like torrenting it. And mm -hmm. I that's the that's most of my torrenting experience is like I torrented like logan <laughs> you know yeah. back in the day and logan did just fine let me oh, tell yeah. you what fox has been doing pretty well <laughs> yeah. for themselves and uh, like 
I did get around to renting it anyway. Right, like it wasn't right. even a good torrent. Like, and yeah. I regretted doing. In fact, I lost. I, I went home from college and I had the file on my computer and and I went to my parents' house and their internet got shut off all of a sudden. We were like, "What the hell's going on?" And they called AT and T, and they were like, "Oh, you have a file on your computer called Logan dot Please, um, please delete that." And it was like, "Oh, okay, sorry." <laughs> That's so stupid that they would regulate that. I, mean, I know. It makes no sense to me, but whatever. They, oh, by the way, this is all a joke for legal reasons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're definitely joking. Yeah. Um, this is a parody episode. <laughs> Saxon shared the uh, the infamous gif, uh, You Wouldn't Steal a Car, the the ad that was before every fucking movie um, that you that you would own. Uh, yeah <laughs> wouldn't steal a purse wouldn't steal a whatever it's like you wouldn't steal a movie um and he said that he doesn't judge people that yeah. torrent but hit that he does not um i yeah fair, fair yeah fair uh tetris queen kennedy said okay fbi i'm not gonna admit <laughs> to crimes right here on twitter.com yeah uh, that's the thing i am getting kind of nervous thinking about it like oh shoot if if anyone listens to this episode again we're just kidding. <laughs> we wouldn't. Also, yeah, what I mean, we we're not gonna report anybody anyway. Yeah, yeah, if we, yeah. we we're might, not narking we, on you. We might get reported. Yeah, uh, but we're we're not gonna narc on you, fellas. Yeah, it's okay, fellas. Um, it, and fellas Ashton, being gender neutral. Oh by yeah, the way. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ashton brings up probably I I really this is a really good point. I really like this. Um, she says I don't tend to, but I think there is an important conversation to be had on the significance of pirating films, especially older films that tend to be harder to find or cost more. The high cost is a classist move that dictates who can appreciate art films. Hint, not poor people. Um, this is this is pretty true um, because there are some really older movies that you can either only find on a criteria. A, a, Forty to fifty dollar Criterion release, yeah, or on a super you know prestigious subscription or, or some bullshit like that. You gotta go and find it on Amazon, and it's like sixty fucking dollars. Well, it's like Broadway, essentially. It's like yeah. oh, theaters only for the rich who can yeah, like afford yeah. a, a, a ticket, and that's essentially the thing. It's like gatekeeping high mm-hmm. art from the from the poor. Like, I I, I fucking hate that. You know, yeah. those works should be in the public domain. Exactly. Really. Like those yeah. works should be like readily available on like Wikipedia to exactly. view. I, I feel like. And I feel like if you pirate or torrent movies, like older movies, I, I mean, there's I, honestly there's really no more. What what right? artist is like being cheated out of their money? Exactly. They're dead. Yeah, <laughs> there's an yeah. estate that maybe gets money exactly. out of it, but like the most, person who put in the work to make it isn't right? getting anything. Like, like even like most like artists from like the '60s and on back are dead now that you're watching these movies. Well, from. they made like, all the money that they're gonna fucking exactly. make off that goddamn movie. Exactly. So like, why? Would anybody be upset about you torrenting that? Like you don't, you can spend your money elsewhere than you know watching, you know spending what five dollars to rent nineteen forty two's fucking I don't know Hubula Haba, whatever whatever movie you want to watch from the forties I guess. But like I, I don't know, it it is kind of stupid. I feel like I feel like a lot of those older movies should just be on YouTube. Yeah. You know? Like, and there are some that are. I've watched a bunch of older movies that are on YouTube, but. You know, for the most part, there's a specific, very specific movie that it's actually really popular that I cannot find anywhere, and it's La Dolce Vita. It's oh. a very popular uh, movie, very important to cinema history, and it's it's God, it's gorgeous. But the only 
thing I can find on it is a 720p version on YouTube that you can't even make out because it's black and white. Uh, and it's horrid, and I can't find it anywhere else. Damn, so that um, sucks, dude. Yeah, so I'll probably torrent that shit. An <laughs> actual 1080p version. So, um, here's one of my favorite takes, uh, and this is our last response uh, we have from Amy Lynn. Um, Pirating slash torrenting is inherently good for smaller film. I mean, oh, is inherently good for smaller films and creators. Try your best to support them monetarily, but besides that, eh. <laughs> yeah. And then they they linked a clip of a uh, Harmony Korean uh, saying that yeah, <laughs> steal still steal one. steal my movies. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, I love Harmony Korean. <laughs> I uh, I I do think that. The, and this can get into our our, our larger discussion here. Mm-hmm. I think that torrenting is good, especially if you don't have the means to like pay for material that you're torrenting. Like, I think one of the biggest things that I'm a very strong advocate for is uh, torrenting your textbooks for school. Oh yeah. Like I think that scholarly articles, uh, journals, you know, should be free, and I think that websites like SciHub are essential. Like, I would not be able to pass my basic college courses in psychology if I didn't have access to all the scientific articles that I book. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and that's the thing is, like, you know, not even just a $250 book, but if I had to pay fucking $17 for every time I needed a line from a scientific article, I'd be broke as shit right now. Sci-Hub has literally saved me probably thousands of dollars Mm -hmm. and there's no reason that that material should be behind a paywall anyway science should be free that's why we have so many uneducated like dolts in our Mm -hmm. country is that they're not given the opportunity to educate and this is what i mean i think that paywalls and this mindset that things that are free are bad for our economy or whatever is is so harmful like Mm -hmm. as a whole and like i really do think that our society should be more of a pay what you can kind of yeah i think that would only benefit like everyone if like especially Mm -hmm. access to literal essential fucking knowledge yeah was was free and out there and Mm -hmm. i think the same is true of film you know like i think that film is is art and film is something that is important to the culture as a whole and if we gatekeep and keep people out of it with just these ridiculous prices to watch like a two-hour movie, like, right. fuck off, yeah. you know? Like, if you really think that people should be paying $60 to watch a Criterion version mm-hmm. and that's their only option, like, yeah. fuck you, you know? Like, and I, like, I understand, I mean, I buy Criterion releases as well. Like, I do. I, like, if you can do it, what, yeah, yeah, sure. But the, the, the thing about it is, is that, you know, I don't know anywhere else that you can watch The Magnificent Ambersons. Yeah. I don't know that that's on any streaming platform. Oh, and guess what? Orson Welles is dead, so, I mean, he doesn't ex- care if ex- you streamed it. <laughs> I mean, the studio fucked that movie anyway. So, like, you know, yeah, it's cool that I have a $40 copy of The Magnificent Ambersons with a bunch of special features yeah. and a 4K restoration and yada, yada, yada. But, oh, my God, okay. that should not be the only way that you can see this film is to pay 40 fucking dollars for it. That's ridiculous. Criterion should be a, a film lover's, like, pres- like I hate saying the word prestige, but it's like if you want it, you know, you don't have to. Or you can, you know, watch it for free on YouTube if you'd rather. Or But it's, it's, it's ridiculous that that is, you know, the only means of, of watching some of these really good, you know, yeah. old art films. and Or just old films in general. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and definitely... Bringing it, I think the 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 thing that I get hung up on the most 
is because I'm not a huge theater junkie. I I want to be able to, you know, keep funding theaters for the theater experience. And when I torrent stuff, that's my biggest thing is like, oh, the, the theaters are still not going to get, you know, albeit a small percentage, but it's how they keep it, you know, with ticket sales. The mouse takes 75% of ticket sales. Yeah. And it's like, okay... I'll go into the mouse anyway. Like, uh, exactly. So I'm like, but also I want to keep theaters alive, which is Do you want to keep your theater alive? Go Drive by your theater every day and buy like a bag of popcorn. Like that's the only <laughs> yeah, way they're going to exactly. make 100% of the money that you're like giving to them. Exactly. It's concessions. Just go in and buy concessions and leave. Don't go. <laughs> I, mean, I, I have went to the theater a couple times just to get ices and popcorn and go back home. Like, I mean, they, they've got good fucking popcorn and good ices. Or at least at our Cinemark they do, I think. But... Yeah, I, I don't know. So I'll definitely, um, I definitely pirate bigger, bigger movies like Disney's. And so occasionally I would like to pirate Warner Brothers, but they've got the HBO Max thing where they're just putting it on streaming. Um, which, you know, uh, it's interesting. Um, fucking their last few releases, the second weekends have bombed. So the Suicide Squad second weekend is doing horrible. Yeah. Black Widows did the same. Space Jam 2. All these movies that were released on streaming simultaneously. And it's like people are wondering why. I'm like, are you fucking stupid? Your, your little experiment with your streaming services isn't working out for your theater money the way yeah. you think it's going to. Like, obviously, people are going to go watch it that first weekend to see it. And then the second weekend, those are for all the people that are like, oh, fuck it, I'm not going. I'm just going to watch it on HBO Max. Like, are you kidding me? And they wonder why. Like and and also with Disney's comments about Shang Chi being an experiment, uh, and did you hear about that? What? So they're not releasing Shang Chi on Disney Plus for forty five days. They're gonna let it be in theaters for forty five days and then put it release it on Disney Plus uh, the, for the premier access. For premier access. Oh. And they're like, this is a this is gonna be an experiment. And the main actor from Shang Chi fired back and was like. Don't like this, you're fucking stupid. Don't call us an experiment because it's an Asian led movie. It's like, yeah, this is it's the movie like, they do oh, that we're gonna, we're gonna fuck around. That's what they did to Raya, exactly. Yeah, they fucked over Raya and they were like, oh, it didn't make any money, so I guess uh -oh. we don't have to make any more of these. Uh oh, what? guys, uh oh, like they know what they're doing. Like, I, I fucking hate it. Like, it's such a shitty, um, you know, dis disguising of like, oh, like we just, it's, it's much easier to just like hire these, like. A list like white yeah. actors and, and point at the numbers and be like, oh, these are what make money. These are not what yeah. make money. It's like when they change up their entire release plan for these movies. I just I fucking hate it. And that's such bullshit. Oh mm -hmm. my god, I can't believe that. But well, see that makes me want to say like, don't pirate Shang Chi. Exactly. Uh, but then I'm like, well, I mean, the, the actors have probably already been pretty well compensated unless they got fucked over like ScarJo did mm -hmm. and you know ticket sales but I doubt they did because ScarJo is a special case fuck okay you know I, I said don't <laughs> steal from the mouse earlier but like maybe I don't know maybe just, maybe go maybe go see Chang-Chi but maybe I don't know I don't know like I, I it's it's less clear cut like a movie like Crazy Rich Asians, which white people have congratulated themselves way too much on, like, going to see Crazy Rich Asians. Like, the point isn't, like, you just, like, rally around, like, every, like, Asian-led movie out there. You just, like, diversify your viewing, like, yeah. in general, you know? Like, see movies from different cultures. Like, don't just see the AAA projects that break the mold. Like, 
experience fucking other cultures. Yeah. Like, I think Parasite was such a big wake-up call for me because mm-hmm. people just can't even deal with, like, having to read subtitles, apparently. It's like, yeah. this is one of the finest plots, one of the finest gifts to cinema, and you're turning <laughs> it down because you don't want to fucking read. Like, fuck <laughs> off. Holy shit. Fuck off. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's horrid. It's absolutely horrible. Um, yeah, I like that we're having a moral dilemma right now about Shang-Chi, though, because that's, yeah. that's, the, that's the complexity of, of pirating. Um, well, I think I think, I think it's it, it's case by case. I think maybe, maybe, but I also think that the individual doesn't really make a difference. Like I feel like the corporation, like yeah. obviously as a whole, we make a difference. Sure, whatever. But right. what I, I guess what I'm trying to say is like these corporations put it on us a lot of the times to mm-hmm. make us feel bad whenever like you know a diverse movie doesn't like work out or whatever. And they, in, in no way are people led to think about the fact that, like, maybe the film was poorly marketed or maybe the release structure completely sabotaged the movie. Like, here's the deal. Any movie being released during COVID right now mm-hmm. is not going to make a shit ton of money at the theater. Mm-hmm. So I can't, with good conscience, say, go out and see Shang-Chi because, one, we're in the middle of a pandemic right now. You have to be okay with going to the movies. And if that's something that you're okay with, like, sure. But, two... Your money's not gonna make a big difference. Like that movie's probably not gonna make a hundred million at the Mm-mm. box office. No movie is Mm-mm. right now. And so the fact that Disney is putting it on the people to be like, "Oh, are you gonna support this Asian like cast?" That's not okay. So yes, here's my stance on Shang Chi. Okay. Do not buy into the bullshit for a second that it yeah. depends on you to right. support this movie to make more Asian led movies. This company has plenty of money to burn Mm -hmm. and if they wanted to they could make movies with people of color front and center all the time this spectacle the showmanship the look we have a movie with asian actors like go support it that's full that's such bullshit like you should just be making these movies anyway and you should just fund these movies because people will go out and see them under normal conditions you need to stop making it such a like, such an event and such a spectacle and putting it on audiences because it's not on them. It's on what? you. It's always on the corporation. And that's, yeah. it, this is the same with, like, fucking global warming. You know, like, 75 companies are responsible for, like, 95% of our global emissions. Mm-hmm. And yet it always comes down on us. Like, right. oh, recycle your cans. Like, every bit matters. It's like, no, even if I go waste-free for the rest of my life, if, like, a company in China still throws, like, tons and tons of waste into the river, mm-hmm. my lifetime is not going to make a fucking difference to yeah. this planet's health. And that's the thing. I'm so sick and tired of uh, companies manipulating our, our morals and our virtues yeah. against us like that. So, fuck it. Pirate from Disney always. They yeah. should be making movies with uh, people of color all the time anyway. And uh, Raya, they already did this shit earlier this year. And mm-hmm. so, don't believe them... That they're yeah. like trying to do justice to any of the artists who actually made this movie. Fuck right. them. Fuck yeah. Fuck, fuck Disney. Else. Fuck Disney. Pirate from Disney always, and you've heard it here first, folks. And as a joke. As a joke. <laughs> <laughs> See, we laughed. Yeah. So that's how you know it's a joke. <laughs> oh God. Um. I would never. I would, I, I would only no, be a pirate of the Caribbean. I mean, hey, it, it, if, if you know, we were, you know, like, and as a joke, why don't you, 
why don't you go to the Pirate Bay, which is, you know, the most secure site to pirate from. Make sure you have a BitTorrent uh, thing on your computer and make sure that your internet company doesn't yeah, find out. Yeah, make sure that peer-to-peer -peer is not yeah, a thing that's happening. Exactly. There. Yeah. yeah. Be um, careful. Be careful. As a joke. As a joke. It's very funny <laughs> to be careful when you're pirating from Disney. Also delete your files when you finish oh, God, watching a movie yeah. as a joke yeah you definitely like let's say that any legal action were taken like it you, you sh as long as there's no evidence exactly that that transaction took place as a joke like you go know, ahead what, and delete it, your BitTorrent um mm -hmm. files as well that yeah. you use um to yeah make sure that's off there as a joke you should never go to jail for this yeah as a joke as a joke well I think we've joked a lot. Sorry, I got into an impassioned joke. No, it's monologue. fine. Gonna... I mean, stand-up comedy, really. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna clip it and put it on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You heard it here first, folks. We we sometimes know what clips are gonna get made. Yeah. What? Well, except sometimes you know you just walk into it like the Warrior Cats one. Like, yeah. <laughs> Good. Look, the Warrior Cats has been one of the highlights of my entire fucking life. <laughs> my entire discussion. I say shoot me in the leg a lot more now. <laughs> yeah. Like Ken and I say, oh, it's fun. Shoot me in the leg. I think, I think even if our podcast is not, you know, like the most widely known, I think that for, for our community of friends and for each other, like I, I really do enjoy all the memes and the yeah. great community. And I love how many people responded on Twitter. Oh, to God, this yeah. to this question like so many thoughtful insights and so many mm -hmm. fucking cowards who didn't want to admit to <laughs> <laughs> fuck you <laughs> if you said on twitter that you didn't want to admit to pirating this episode's for you fuck <laughs> you <laughs> just kidding it's a joke <laughs> it's a joke the whole episode the whole joke, episode though. is a joke casey actually really liked the suicide squad <laughs> <laughs> that part was a joke too yeah it's one of the best films ever made. I, and I was just joking about liking it. I you think it's shit, don't I, you? No. You think I was it's just soulless? joking about liking it because I already married it. Oh. Dun, 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 dun. I don't have to say copyright because it's in the public it's domain. It's in the public domain. It's Suicide Squad. You sure were really well filmed, and a lot of your frames looked like comic book panels. I knew from the moment that I heard Jim Carroll Band and your soundtrack, and you had Ratcatcher be a pretty fun character. That I really thought you were funky, fresh, and cool. Um, your your parents, um, aka David Ayer and original Suicide Squad, they they always treated me pretty bad. But when I heard that their kid was way more fuckable and hot than them, <laughs> I knew. I knew that we had to get married. The the what do you, what do you say? I I object. What? Who who's that? It's me, a guy for the Snyder cut. I object. To so why why? Because it sucks. You're what, supposed to marry me, Isaac. The Snyder cut? Yes. The Snyder Cut, I told you. you I am were... two and a half hours longer. You're supposed to love me. I Here's the thing. I'm confused. I do like you, actually. I was surprised by that. You're a real asshole before we went on our date, but after we had, you know, four hours just flew by with you. It was kind of incredible, but you're still stupid. You're still dumb. You're, fuck you're a fucking idiot, Snyder Cut. And your director isn't all that great either. 
It just, he happened to have a much better movie in mind than Joss Whedon. So, Snyder Cut, literally, the only reason that I enjoyed our date so much is you're not, uh, Joss Cut over there. Hey! Fuck you. I'm gonna go, go fuck the army of the dead. Yeah, why don't you, why don't you go hook up with the air cut while you're at it, you stupid bitch. Get out of here. Fuck you. Fuck you. Anyway, the James Gunn's the, the Suicide Squad. I sure hope no other uh, DC movies come in here, or maybe even Marvel movies come in here to stop us from getting married. Let's maybe we'll get married now. I'm Black Widow. <laughs> oh my, Isaac, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh...